This is Echo Vac, Echo Vac, Echo Vac, Echo Vac, your hometown for bubblegum, bubblegum, Hello and welcome to Echo Valley. I'm your host, Professor Bubblegum. I'm just chatting with our intern, Kid Bubblegum, and uh, we are agreeing that we love bubblegum music because it's so catchy. No pun intended, but it sticks with you. Uh, Once you get it in your head, uh, you can't get it out. Bubblegum music is just about the catchiest type of music there is. I think this hour, we will try to find the catchiest, whatever that might mean, the catchiest bubblegum music there is. It sticks in your head.
catchy music on Echo Valley. talked about before, 1, 5, 6, and 4 are the four most important chords in any key, and just about every top song in existence uses these chords in one order or another. My goodness, if we're going to play a bunch of songs that are very catchy that we can't get out of our head, we could do a lot worse than starting off with the Ohio Express, then the Fun and Games, and then the 1910 Fruit Gum Company. What is it about these great bubblegum songs that make them so hard to forget? Shimmy, shimmy song, we used to make them so remember. Shall 
up-tempo with a strong beat. While there are certainly plenty of catchy songs that are slower, the vast majority of pop songs that we would classify as catchy are upbeat.
a memorable melody include stepwise motion or small leaps, that is to say that adjacent notes in the melody are close to each other in pitch. Think of Beethoven's Ode to Joy. This melody employs a musical device known as antecedent and consequent, or more informally, question and answer. The two phrases are very similar. The first phrase, however, is open, unresolved, and gives us tension. The second one provides resolution and therefore gives us release. 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 Sad girl, yet brings me down. All right, tossing and turning and freezing and burning and crying all through the night. Whoa, Julie, 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 do you love me? Julie, Julie, Julie. fun together I was sure that you were mine but leaving you baby is driving me crazy it's got me wondering all the time This is Echo Valley. I'm your host, Professor Bubblegum. Thank you so much for stopping by. We're listening to songs that are particularly catchy. Uh, of course, Kid Bubblegum would argue that all Bubblegum songs are catchy, and that's part of the definition of Bubblegum. But we heard just now from Bobby Sherman, of course. Before that, the little-known but highly respected Tony Ronald, and then our friends the Wombles started off there. Uh, oh, wait, I have a phone call. I better take it. Ready? Do I push this button here? <clears throat> Hello, this is Danceability is the combination of a song's tempo, uh-huh. its beat strength, yeah. its overall regularity, okay. and its general rhythmic tendencies. All right, do you have a question? Now, saying something is 0.926 danceable doesn't necessarily mean a whole lot. But what it allows for is comparison to lots of other songs. Across the history of the charts, songs have become, on average, are becoming more danceable. Hey, baby, won't you take a chance?
mouth. It's yummy, yummy, yummy. Come on, Professor. It's really good. Come on, Professor. Gilligan, what are you doing? I'm trying to snap the Professor out of his trance. I've got his favorite dish here. Halibut and kumquat sauce. Oh, well, you no luck, though, huh? No, I guess being a zombie kind of takes your appetite away. Oh, Gilbert. Yes, Ginger? I, I just thought of something that might help. You know, I once made a movie in the South Pacific called Belly Dancers from Bally Bally. Well, that's fine, Ginger, but how's that going to help the professor? Well, in the movie, the hero was turned into a zombie, and I cured him by doing a native dance. Well, I don't think the professor's in the mood to dance, but you can ask him. Well, I'm not going to dance with him, Gilligan. I'm going to dance for him. It's um, a special kind of a native dance. Well, we've tried everything else. I, I doubt that it's going to work, though, Ginger. It might work, Skipper. I saw the movie three times, and it worked every time. <laughs> called the Rain Dancers of Rango Rango. That is the Pipkins with their cover of Yummy, Yummy, Yummy. Before that, Chris Montez, Let's Dance. Hi, this is Echo Valley. I am your host, Professor Bubblegum. Thank you for coming by and listening to Bubblegum Music with us. As you know, I'm not just the host of this program. I'm also the mayor of the town of Echo Valley, and I'm the head librarian. I have duties related to that, one of which is to uh, read to the young people. I've chosen a novel from our large collection here at the Echo Valley Bubblegum Library. This novel is entitled The Brady Bunch in Adventure on the High Seas by Jack Matcha, M-A-T-C-H-A. This looks like the book has been presented by Tiger Beat Magazine. That's a nice surprise. The cover of the book uh, has a picture of a big cruise ship and photos of five of the Brady's. Not six of the Bradys, five of the Bradys. We have uh, Greg, Peter, Bobby, Marsha, and Cindy. I wonder why Jan is not on the cover. My guess is that Jan had different representation than did the others. 
while working with Tiger Beat magazine. But that's neither here nor there. I'm interested in this book about an exciting cruise that the Brady Bunch takes. This was written in 1973, and... Um, I don't have a lot of patience here, so I'm going to skip uh, most of the beginning of the book, and let's just jump to like the last few pages, find out uh, how this story ends as we read from the Brady Bunch in Adventure on the High Seas. <clears throat> it was a magnificent idea, and it would have stunned them all if something much more startling and totally unexpected had not intervened. In the midst of the captains counting the countdown, a woman's scream pierced the darkness. I've been robbed, she yelled. Almost at once, more shrieks followed as other women yelled that they too had been robbed of their jewels. Then everything happened. People started screaming at one another. Someone yelled for the lights and someone else overturned a table. For several minutes, there was sheer bedlam. All at once, the lights came back on. While still blinking, Peter saw the man who had met Oscar near the boats he was in a steward's uniform, and he was carrying a bundle of used napkins toward Helen, who was watching him nervously from her post on the other side of the large room. Hey, that's the guy who was with Oscar, Peter yelled to Greg. The man, who had heard Peter, broke into a run toward Helen. Let's go after him, Greg shouted. Immediately, the other Brady kids leaped from their table and ran after him. Mike and Carol jumped up and tried to stop them, but failed. What are those kids up to, Mike said, annoyed. Seeing his pursuers draw close, the steward rolled up his napkins into a ball and threw it to Helen, who was approaching from the other side. The bundle missed because another steward ran between them with a tray of crepes. As the bundle hit the floor, Peter, the steward, and Helen all scrambled for it. Don't let them get it, Greg yelled to Jan, Bobby, Marsha, and Brady. It's probably got the jewels in it. In a flash, several bodies were tumbling on the floor, grasping desperately at the bundle. Marcia had just got her hands on it when Helen stepped on her fingers. In the ensuing tangle, the steward managed to seize the bundle, jumped up with it, and ran. The woman, or the room, was still such a madhouse of people running and yelling that no one noticed him except the Brady kids. After him, kids, quick, Greg yelled. In another instant, all six of the Brady bunch were in hot pursuit of the steward, the man leaped into the nearest corridor and then down a stairway leading to the deck with the swimming pool. The kids raced right after him, startling everyone in the big dining hall. The captain stared at them dumbfounded. In the vast pool chamber, the steward ran around the pool rim several yards ahead of the Brady's. A single solitary swimmer in the water stopped and stared at them. Go around the other side, Greg ordered Peter and Jan. We'll box him in so he can't get away. Obeying orders, Peter and Jan ran the other way and in a moment had the steward surrounded. The steward stared at them helplessly and then stunned them by leaping into the pool. At the same moment, the swimmer dived under the surface. Greg waved to Peter and Marcia and they all three jumped in after the steward. For a moment, they could make out nothing in the green water. The green water? I don't think the water's supposed to be green. But anyhow, green water. And then they saw the steward reaching out with his bundle to the swimmer who tried to wrest it from his hand. Before the swimmer could reach the bundle, Peter grabbed his legs and Marcia dove between him and the steward. Greg took this opportunity to seize the bundle. Then he swam away with furious strokes. When he got to the rim, the two crooks grabbed at his legs, but with Peter and Marcia diving under and biting their legs, they had to let go. Oh my goodness. Greg jumped up on the rim and threw the bundle to Jan, who gave it to Cindy. Cindy and Bobby ran toward the entrance of the pool chamber and almost collided with the captain and several members of the crew. In another moment, it was all over. The ship's officers grabbed the two thieves and forced them to remain with their face to the wall. Then they checked the bundle. It was filled with jewels, bracelets, necklaces, brooches, and pins of fortune's worth. The captain stared at the rich hall as if he could not believe it. I think you owe these children an apology, Captain, a familiar voice said behind them. They turned to see Mike and Carol Brady and Alice. I think you're right, the captain said. I'm sorry, children. I should have taken you more seriously. You'd better get those guys in the dining room, Greg said, before they get away, including their friends. The captain nodded and, moving to a telephone on the wall, gave orders that Oscar, Lakey, and Harry be arrested and that no one be allowed to leave the ship. You can point out their other helpers to us as soon as we go upstairs, the captain said quietly. 
I'd like to make one request, sir, Peter said. The captain nodded. What is it? There's a woman named Mary among them. She saved us from being badly hurt. Could you go easy on her, please? Of course, the captain said. I'll do everything possible. But isn't there anything you'd like for yourselves? I mean, you'll probably get a reward from all the grateful ladies whose jewels you saved. But surely there is something I can do to make up for my own short-sightedness. Greg looked at his brothers and sisters, and then at Mike and Carol and Alice, who were eyeing them with great pride. He motioned to the other kids to come closer for a huddle. For a moment, they spoke in whispers. Finally, grinning, he turned to the captain. Well, there is something, he said shyly. Could you let us steer the ship sometime? The captain and the purser stared at one another for a moment, and then the captain smiled. Why not? Come up any time you like. All of you. Judging from the way you manage this thing, you can probably handle the wheel as well as anyone on this ship. Think I'll go for a walk outside now. The summer sun's calling my name. I hear you now. I just can't stay inside all day. I gotta get out. Give me some of those rays. Everybody's smiling. it didn't get stuck in your head until the 12th time you heard it on the radio, but now it's there and it's not going anywhere. These qualities don't necessarily make a pop song good, as most of them aren't. Just think about how many songs you hated when you first heard, but after continued exposure, you now love them. Love them. Love them. Love them. I'll see you next time. 
Studies have identified YMCA by the village people as one of the catchiest songs of all time. And certainly people here in Echo Valley have concluded that this Harlem Globetrotters record is one of the catchiest songs. I'm not the kind to hang around. No girl is gonna time it down, down, down So let me warn you in advance Taking me, you take a chance I always got the urge to fly From Brittany, sweet mademoiselle from Gay Paris. I traveled through the USA and loved them all along the way, way, way. But when they tried to build a wall, Introduce yourselves, okay? I'm Jermaine. I'm Randy. I'm Michael. Jackie. Marlon. And I'm Tito. Yeah, yeah. I count six people. How come it's a Jackson 5 and not the Jackson 6? Well, I think they better call it Jackson 5 and a half. <laughs> <laughs>
here at Echo Valley as we think about what makes songs memorable, I noticed we had YMCA, here we have ABC. I wonder if there's something to do with uh, being able to sing along by spelling words we all know. Bay City Rollers. And speaking of spelling, let me make sure I get the spelling of this next really catchy song correct. It's uh, uppercase M, uppercase M, uppercase M, uppercase B, lowercase O-P. Here's Hanson on Echo Valley.
couldn't have an episode about catchy songs without including the catchiest of them all. I have about a dozen versions of this, probably a dozen more I don't have. Here's the Archies. Sugar. very much for hanging out with us today. Well, what do you think, Kid Bubblegum? I think we did a great job of playing all the catchiest songs that there are in the world. Uh, from our thousands of uh, Bubblegum records that we have, uh, we definitely have heard every song that sticks in your head that once you hear it, you just can't forget. Even if you wanted to, we have now played the catchiest songs there ever were. We'll see you later. So long. Hello, operator. Get me Echo Valley 26809. What's that, Kid Bubblegum? You think that there's something you have missed? reached a disconnected number. No, every super catchy song that exists we play, I'm sure of it. Do do do
Safe at last, do 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 do. Safe at last, do 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 do. Safe.